morning, Sean. Hello, Sean. Good morning. Thanks for taking some time. Awesome. So we're getting excited for uh, the debut of Envy of None. We have uh, Alex and Andy here. Uh, the record will be available on Friday from Amazon.com. So I'm going to throw this one to Andy. How does, and I know you're both Canadian musicians, but how does uh, Andy come in contact and form a band with Alex Lifeson of Rush? It's, I, I ask myself that every day, uh, Sean. I don't know how the heck, uh, how the heck this happened, but listen, we were label mates back in the 80s. I, I was uh, at a band called Coney Hatch on, on Anthem Records, and there was another little band on the label called Rush that you might have heard of. But um, we, we struck up a friendship many, many years ago. Uh, I formed the band after Coney Hatch, and we ended up touring with Rush, opening up for them on the World of Bones tour. So we've been friends for forever. And it wasn't until I actually ran, I got connected with Maya Wynn, vocalist for Andy of None, that I hit Alex up for a favor and asked him to listen to this demo that we had put together of one of the songs called Shadow and would he be interested in playing guitar on it. I don't know whether he agreed because I was guilting him out or, or a combination of the guilt plus he actually really liked what Maya had done on it and and lightning struck and there you know, there you go. And, and all of a sudden I'm working with Alex Light so it's been pretty cool. So I was listening to uh, the first couple songs last night, Liar and Look Inside, and I hadn't read the bio they sent to me. And I'll throw this one to Alex. I had no idea you had a, uh, a female uh, singer in the band, and then I looked at the, uh, at the bio and I saw Maya on there. Uh, Alex, what's it like working with a female frontwoman? I mean, obviously many, many years with Getty. A different way to write? Uh, how, how did that all uh, work out for you? Well, she's certainly cuter than Getty. <laughs> it was great. Maya is so talented, way beyond her 25 years. An exceptional vocalist. She has a particular style and character through her vocals. Her writing is very rich in imagery, and her presentation is exceptional. I, she became my muse. I, I focused on her vocals on every song, uh, and that really informed what I was writing from a guitar standpoint. Old Strings, for example, one of the songs on the record, uh, is a real incredible interplay between the two of us. We're, we're dancing together throughout that whole song, and we, we clued in on it very early that this was a song that would have this kind of relationship. And it was kind of unspoken at the time, but it became a natural thing where we did this spiral dance together throughout the whole song. And uh, I, I, it was just one example of many on the record that was really great for me, coming from my background. Nice. I, mean, I instantly fell in love with the song Liar, and I know they, they give the calling it alternative, experimental synth rock for the whole record. I, I don't know if you guys will agree with me, but I definitely felt uh, like some, some little Billie Eilish vibe on this record. It, it's, it's interesting you say that, Sean, because you know, when we first started writing, I don't even think Billie had dropped a record, and it was funny when she came out, uh, I listened to her vocal, and I, and I could see the similarities. I mean, both her and Maya um, are very young. They have an amazing gift for, for harmonies and structures and stuff like that, so I could see the comparison. But, um, yeah, they're, they're, you know, there's some interesting influences going on through the entire record, but I, it certainly wasn't conscious. By, like, as I said, I don't even think Billy had dropped a record when we started writing on this. And fast forward, I could see people making some comparisons there. So also on the record, there's a tribute to uh, Neil Alex, uh, Western Sunset, just a, a beautiful instrumental. You know, what did it mean to you to to write a tribute to your brother, your your bandmates, and and just a good friend? Well, I, I had the opportunity. You know, once we found out that Neil was ill, we visited a lot. On numerous visits, we would sit outside on his balcony that was just off his office. 
And, you know, and there were times where we'd be in the late afternoon, the sun was setting, and it just struck me that it was such a peaceful, contemplative moment, juxtaposed with this terrible burden that we were carrying about his health. And so the light filtering through the tree, it was just very evocative. And I thought if I can recapture this feeling of serenity in a song, that would be a lovely tribute. That's what I set out to do with that song. Andy played a really nice bass part, a couple of arrangement changes. It's a very short song, but it's very sweet in its intent, I think. Uh, and it also capped the record in a nice way. It's the last song of the album. So it gives you a chance to sit back and digest what you just listened to. I was listening to it. It's a very soothing song, and it's fresh in our minds, and I know you had ties to him. Uh, but it just, uh, for some reason, it just brought the, uh, you know, the memory of Taylor Hawkins to me. And I know he helped induct you into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I, I, I'm sure the news just crushed you as well as many of us who are who big Foo Fighters fans. Oh, I don't know how many times your heart can be broken. It was, it was such shocking news. Taylor was one of the sweetest guys you could ever, ever meet. The guy was just, he was a kid It seems to be everyone's uh, opinion of, of Taylor. And again, reminding everybody, uh, Envy of None, available uh, on Friday, Amazon.com. Go into it with an open mind. It's not Rush, um, but it's definitely, it, it's a great record. I listened to it straight through a couple times uh, last night. Maya's voice is tremendous. Uh, I did want to touch on this for you, Alex. I know you have the property from the archives of Alex Lifeson. You have the auction up in New York at the Hard Rock. I made you uh, want to auction off some of your guitars. And Andy, are you going to get in on this? Well, I'm coddling up all of my uh, coupons and anything that doesn't sell. I'm, I'm going to uh, try to, to guilt Alex into uh, maybe loaning me. But oh my God, I, I just Alex just shared with me some of the early photos, and it, it, not only is it a collection of guitars, I think it's more a collection of rock and roll history, right from Alex's first guitar that he that he bought all the way through right to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the R40 tour, so which is an incredible incredible piece of history there and I think fans are going to lose their minds but you better have you better have some deep pockets because some of those guitars are, are just iconic you know Sean it, I had I had most of those guitars up on my wall in my uh, in my little studio that I had on stuff like the city and I would look at them and I would, I would it was the best memories but those memories are always going to stay if the guitars sell uh, and create funding for the charities that I want to be supporting and that I'm involved in then those guitars live they were great for me. I love them so much, and I do miss them. But they're going to do great things, what it's all about, you know, putting it forward. Uh, so I'm really, really looking forward to that that day, uh, May 20th at the auction. My final question for you, uh, Envy of None, are you going to take this on the road? It, it seems to be the number one question, Sean, and it, it's pretty early days right now. As you said, rep drop Friday, so pretty fresh for us. I mean, we, we like the idea of, I love it. Uh, that, that would be awesome. Uh, Alex, Andy, I know I got to let you go. Again, Envy of None available this Friday at Amazon.com. I thank you for taking some time and all the best. And uh, I hope we see you in Atlantic City. Thanks so much, Sean. Take care. Cheers, Sean.